This classic episode of the Children's Bible Hour is from 1987. Hi, everybody. It's time for another visit with all your friends from the Children's Bible Hour. Uncle Charlie. Hi, Uncle Charlie. Well, hi there, my friend. Thank you, cousins, for that cheerful welcome. And speaking of welcome, we extend a warm welcome to everyone listening just now. Hey, we're going to have a special kids' talk feature on the program today, and of course, some good music as well. Our story, well, our story is a bit heavier than usual. Do you know what a, a heavy story is? Well, it's one in which we deal with a rather serious subject. In today's story, a young boy finds out he has leukemia, and the story is all about how he and his family deal with it. I just know the story will have special meaning to many families listening just now. Mr. Ken and Mr. Paul are all ready to help the cousins in some good choruses that are really good go-along-with-the-story choruses. The first one talks about casting every care on Jesus. Sing it for us, cousins. Casting every care upon Jesus, for he careth for you. Casting every care upon Jesus, for he careth for you. When trials come and darken your day, When news comes to our family or friends that we just don't like to hear, let's remember that God has promised to give us His quiet peace. When troubles In keeping with the songs we've just heard, let's hear from six-year-old Melissa with an old hymn. First, though, she has a good Bible verse. Oh, and her brother Josh is going to help her on her song. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. Isaiah 6, 3. Holy, Oh, 
What does this word spell? D-I-S-C-I-P-L-I-N-E. <laughs> How about uh, uh, P-U-N-I-S-H-M-E-N-T? Discipline and punishment. Are they the same? Well, these are two words that we're going to deal with today in Kids Talk. And we're back with Sherry, Karen, Mike, and Joel. You guys all ready to go at it again? Yep. 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 Okay. We're going to talk about a word that starts with the letter D, and that word is discipline. Uh, a letter came and said, Uncle Charlie, on your kids' talk sometime, would you talk about discipline? How should parents discipline? What kind works best? I think it would be interesting if your fellows and gals talked about it. Now, when I say the word discipline, what comes to your mind, Karen? What would be the a first spanking. thing? A spanking. Yes. All right. Joel, what comes to your mind? A little kid getting spanked. A little kid getting spanked, Sherry. Something I don't like. <laughs> okay, Mike? Sitting in my room. Okay. Now, discipline, very interestingly, uh, has a positive side to it. Uh, what you have all been talking about, I would describe more as punishment for doing something wrong. Sent to your room, uh, spanking, whatever. Discipline, of course, includes training. It includes, um, you might say, uh, nurturing, uh, causing to grow. And, of course, discipline does include punishment. Now, I've got to ask you another question, and let's talk about punishment, uh, the punishment side of discipline. How many of you have gotten a spanking in your life? Joel, you yep. have. Sherry? Yep. Karen? Yeah. Okay, Mike? Yes. Does there come a time when spanking should not be a form of punishment? What do you think? No. Uh, let, me, let me read a letter that came uh, on this subject. I have a problem. My mom and dad still spank me. I'm in the seventh grade and I'm almost 13 years old. Do you think that this is right? I don't. Do you agree or disagree, Joel? Well, it really depends on what the person has done. I mean, if it's real bad then, and they keep doing it, you should use a spanking. Okay. What form of uh, punishment or discipline, whichever word you want to use, works best for you, Karen? And, and, and you know, grounding, a spanking. Uh, I don't know. Being... My parents have never really grounded me. So mm. You're such a good girl. Is that what? Wow. <laughs> Sherry. Um, my parents don't ground. They don't really believe in grounding that much. What would grounding include? Now, maybe some kids are saying, "Well, what, what, what are they talking about, Karen?" Like when you can't watch TV for a couple of days or okay. you can't ride your bike or whatever. Mm -hmm. Sherry? Um, what my parents do is grounding is they just don't let you go outside. They don't let you see anybody. Mm -hmm. You just can't mm -hmm. play. Mike? My parents, they um, had me make my sister's bed for a week. Mm, interesting form of discipline. Well, all of these, I think, are, are, are good forms of, of punishment uh, for wrongdoing. Uh, I would like to know something from you. Uh, when your parents discipline you or punish you, whatever word you want to use, what do you think of your parents? Does this make you um, angry with them? Does it down deep inside to make you mad? Or what, do you, what thoughts go through your mind, Cherry? Um, at first I get really mad. Why did they do this? You know, it's so dumb. And then it, after that I think about, you know, they're supposed to do it. In the Bible it says that your parents are to punish because God's told them to, right. so it's right. Right. Joel? I'm, it kind of just gets right to me right away, and I, I feel real bad about mm. doing it. Well, you know, I think that's the real purpose for discipline, for punishment, is to make you feel, hey, I have done something wrong, and I'm sorry about it. And, of course, parents should not discipline in anger. They should not punish in anger, because this does not bring about the right results. But uh, discipline that is uh, 
you know, if you know that you've got it coming, why, uh, you can take it a little better. Joel? My mom and dad, after they always discipline me, they say, like, we just doing this because we love you and we want to treat you um, and make you grow up real good and not right. bad. Right, mm -hmm. exactly. So well, I think a lot depends on what you have done. And, it, yeah. uh, you know, sometimes punishment um, will vary from one person to the other. What works for one child doesn't work for another. Sometimes uh, a dad or mom, all they have to do is just look at a child and that child just melts and just feels, you know, knows they've done something wrong. So I think that makes a difference too. Well, thanks for your thoughts on this all-important subject of discipline. Believe it or not, it will soon be time for that uh, heavy story for today. It's called Good Enough Reasons, and it has to do with a family going through a very serious illness. Just before the story, we have a couple of good things to go along with that story. And first of all, Aaron plays a bright old hymn called Trust and Obey. Four-year-old Scotty has some good verses from Proverbs and a song all about learning to trust in Jesus. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. Learning to trust in Jesus Learning to about him, giving my life to the Savior, and 
about Jesus and given your heart today. He'll always love and keep you, will you forever to stay? Oh, he'll always love and keep you, will you forever to stay? Don't go away, kids. It's story time. Our story today, based on a true experience and written especially for the Children's Bible Hour by Raylene Phillips, is entitled, A Good Enough Reason. Mother, I started to clean out the garage like you told me to, but I'm just so tired. May I take a little nap and then go back and finish it? Yes, Alex, you may. I know how tired you've been lately. You're scheduled to have some tests at the hospital tomorrow, you know. Hopefully the doctors will know what to give you to make you feel better. But you just go and rest now. It seemed that eight-year-old Alex was always so tired and, and his skin seemed to bruise so easily. And lately Alex had had several unexplained nosebleeds. The next morning... Alex, come on, Alex. It's time to get up. But you're not going to school today, you know. Why not? And uh, why aren't you at work already? Is it a special holiday at the plant or something? No, no, I'm going with you and Mom to the hospital today. The hospital? Oh, that's right. I have to have some tests today, don't I? Yes, Dr. Wiles wants to see if we can find out why you're so tired all the time. It shouldn't be too bad, though, son. Don't worry. But now, do you smell that bacon? Come on, let's go downstairs for breakfast. Okay, I'm coming. Boy, this food sure looks and smells good, Mom. Well, thank you, Alex. Let's sit down now and pray, shall we? Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are our Heavenly Father who knows and cares about each of us. Today we especially pray that you will help Dr. Wiles to find out about what's wrong with Alex and help Alex not to be afraid. Thank you so much for this food and please bless it and use it to take care of our body's needs. Amen. You know, I just thought of something. Dad said I'm going to take tests, and I do that almost every day at school. Well, son, these aren't exactly the same kind of tests. I don't know just what they'll be like, but the doctors will examine you, and they'll listen to your heart and your lungs, and maybe they'll take x-rays and prick your finger. They'll probably need to draw some blood, you know, things like that. Oh, will it hurt? I imagine it may be a little uncomfortable at times, but Mother and I will be there with you. And remember, God is with you, too. You can ask Him for help at any time. Alex was glad when that day was ended. The nurses had drawn blood from him so many times. More than once he had asked the Lord to help him to be brave, and God did help him, and he was thankful. A few days later, 
Alex and his parents sat in Dr. Wilde's waiting room again. The doctor talked with mother and dad in his office first, and, and then the nurse asked Alex to join them. Well, Alex, I must say you've been a very brave young man. The nurses told me you didn't cry at all, even though they stuck you quite a few times the other day. That's right. I never cried. But, Mom, what's wrong? It looks like you've been crying. What's the matter? Your mom cried a little bit when I showed her the results of the tests. Alex, your mom and dad agreed that since you're such a big, brave boy, we'll tell you the truth. You see, Alex, the results are not too good. You have a serious disease called leukemia. What, what does that mean? Am I, uh... Am I going to die? Well, Alex, we certainly hope not. We're going to do everything in our power to see that you don't. I have to be honest, son, and tell you that the treatments aren't always successful. And sometimes boys and girls do die from leukemia. But on the other hand, there have been good advances in the treatment of leukemia, and there's every reason to believe you can be cured. You'll have to be brave again, though. The treatments that we use aren't very pleasant. Some people get very sick from them. Well, I don't like to be sick, and I don't see why I have to be. But we learned a verse in Sunday school last week that I'll try to remember during the treatments. Remember, Mom? I recited it to you. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Oh, Alex, Dad and I are so proud of you for being so brave. Well, Mom, I asked Jesus to come into my heart last summer at Vacation Bible School. Remember? Of course I remember. And if I have to have all sorts of yucky stuff done to me, God will give me the strength I need. And even if I do die from this Luke, however you say it, I would just go to heaven to be with Jesus, right? <coughs> yes, Alex. That's right. Now, Dr. Wiles wants you to go into the hospital to begin your treatments right away. So we'll go home and get your pajamas and whatever things you'll need, and then we'll take you to the hospital. The sooner you start the treatments, the sooner you can start to get better. How does that sound? Okay. I'd better call George and tell him I won't be able to go fishing tomorrow. Maybe he can come up to the hospital to see me instead. Yes, he can. We have a special group of rooms for children, and you can have all the visitors you want. That's neat. I want George to come. You've been talking to him about Jesus and telling him that he needs to be saved, haven't you, son? I've been trying to get him to come to Sunday school with me, but he doesn't think it would be any fun. Well, we'd better get going. You go to the waiting room and get your coat, Alex. We need to settle a few details with the doctor. And then we'll be right out. Sure, Bob. He really is a remarkable child, Mr. and Mrs. Jameson. I've never seen such a positive reaction to bad news before. Maybe he didn't understand how serious it is. Oh, he understood all right. It's just that Alex's faith in God is so strong. We've noticed that at other times, too. I... 
I only hope our faith can be as strong as his is. Well, I don't know anything about faith, but I do know this kid has something that I don't have. Hey, Alex. Oh, hi, George. It's good to see you. I was just trying to find your room. Man, what's this thing you're pushing around here in the hall? Where are you going? This is my chemotherapy machine. See, this tube goes into my arm, and that stuff up there drips slowly into the tube. What's that supposed to do? Maybe it will help me get better. I was going down to the playroom. Do you want to come with me and play a game? Sure. Hey, when are you going to get out of here? School's the pits without you. Well, that's one of the bad things. See, I, I guess I'm going to be in here a long time. I'll be going to school here in the hospital. You are? Wow. Why did you have to get this dumb disease anyway? I really don't know. But, well, I do know that God cares for me. So I try to trust him and not wonder about it. I think I can still beat you at checkers, though. Let's get started. It wasn't easy, but Alex tried to remain cheerful over the next few weeks, even though he often didn't feel well. His parents visited him every day, and his friends came quite often, too. About a month after Alex entered the hospital, George was visiting with him again in his room. Don't you feel like playing anything today, Alex? Not really, George. I feel real sick and dizzy. Why are you wearing that hat? It's because, well, here, look. Isn't it awful? Oh, Alex, what happened to your hair? The chemotherapy made it all come out. Oh, wow. Doesn't that bother you? I, uh, well, yeah, it bothers me sometimes. But I know God is right here with me. That helps, even though it's awful hard sometimes. But I know Jesus loves me and will do what's best for me. I talk to him all the time. Why doesn't he make you well, then? Maybe he will. He can. But like my dad explained to me, He's not ob obligated to. That means he doesn't have to. And if he doesn't make me well, he'll take me to heaven. Alex did have some very bad days, but there were also days when he felt stronger. On one of those days, Mrs. South, his Sunday school teacher, came to see him. After visiting for a while, Mrs. South made a suggestion. I thought I might tell you all about our lesson yesterday. I even brought the flannelgraph pictures with me. Oh, good. What's the lesson about? It's about this pretty lady, Queen Esther, from the Bible. She was... Mrs. South told Alex the whole story of how Queen Esther saved all the Jewish people from being killed just by being in the right place at the right time. 
At the end of the story... Alex, I want to change this one verse in the book of Esther to make it apply to you. In the Bible it says, Who knows whether you are come to the kingdom for such a time as this? In other words, God let Esther be queen just to save the Jews. Alex, I believe God has a reason for you to be in this hospital right now. Who knows whether you have come to the hospital with this illness for such a time as this? Perhaps to tell your doctors and everyone else about Jesus. I'm sure glad you came today, Mrs. South. Sometimes I do wonder why I have to be so sick. But if God can use me to be a witness here, then I'm going to quit wondering why. Being used by God to save the lives of other people was a good enough reason for Queen Esther to be in a certain place. And it's a good enough reason for Alex Jameson, too. From that day on, Alex told every doctor and nurse and visitor that he was not afraid. Because whether he lived or died, Jesus was his savior and friend. Dr. Wiles and two nurses became Christians as a result of Alex's courage and testimony. It would be nice if we could end this story by saying Alex got well and went home. But we just don't know. You see, in many cases, leukemia can be cured, but in others, the patient dies. What is important, though, is that Alex had learned that God always has a reason for everything he allows to happen in the life of a Christian. Alex was especially encouraged when George came to see him one day. I'm sorry, George. I'm not very good company today. I'm feeling pretty bad. It's okay, Alex. I didn't come to play games or anything today. I I just came to ask you. I mean, well, you know, you're always talking to me about Jesus. Would you tell me again what I need to do to be saved? Of course I will, George. You begin by admitting that you are a I hope and pray that our story and that song after the story will help those of you who may be going through a very difficult time just now. Before I go, a quick reminder that we'd love to put you on the mailing list to get keys for kids every other month. All you have to do is just write and ask for it. It's free for the asking. Here's where you can write. CBH Ministries, P.O. Box 1, Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49501. You can also email us at keysforkids at cbhministries.org. That's keysforkids, all one word, 
at cbhministries, also all one word, dot O-R-G. And when you write, if you'd like to tuck in a prayer request, if you have a problem you'd like to share, we're here to help in any way we can. Children's Bible Hour is a listener-supported ministry. Goodbye now. God bless you. Goodbye now. God bless you.